everybody. Welcome on in to this week's episode of How Are You Getting On? Live here with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Irish Genesis. Genesis, how are you doing today? How are you keeping? I'm doing very, very good. Jenny, what's the crack with you this week? What have you been up to? Oh, don't even want to talk about it this week. This week has been the most stressful week in my life, man, when it comes down to like trying to sort out the stream and stuff. Oh, yeah, man. I yeah. Swear, if, if I didn't have people around me, man, I swear I'd be fucked. Like, I'd be completely fucked. Yeah, so right now, for anybody listening at home, you're going through a rebrand right now with Twitch. Uh, we'll go into that very briefly. Um, How are you finding the whole process of kind of putting everything on brand and kind of everything looking unison together? How are you finding that process? It's definitely more professional. Everything that we've done looks like 10 times better than what it was. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but all in all, you know, it's it's... Could have been better, yeah, probably. Like, there's a few things I could have done better with it. Um, but I'm going to see how it goes when I come back streaming, and then obviously we go from there. Um, and better it if we need to, but it's just been a long process, man, and uh, it's definitely something that I wouldn't do again. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't think people actually realize the amount of time and effort that goes into making a stream look good. Yeah, you know what I mean? there's, so like, many, there's so many different aspects to it. Like, I know I was chatting to you already, but like, if you're a content creator and you ever want to either start up a channel or if you go through a rebrand where you want it, like new logos or you want um, new emotes or new badges, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And um, I know I know myself, as I said, I know I said it to you, but I, like, I, I done all my rebrands on my own from start to finish. And it literally takes weeks of work and grind and even just to, to figure out what kind of designs you want and, you know... Um, it's a mad process, but um, I've seen some of the work. It looks really, really good. Uh, when are you actually fully coming back? When's, when's the date for anybody watching? Uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow Ooh. night, we will be back officially. Finally. All right, all right. So uh, if anybody wondering, that's the 28th of uh, January. We're going to see Jenny back. What are you going to be doing on stream? Um, so I'm going to keep that as a surprise with a few new added additions. Um, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy a few of the new things we've added, for, especially for channel points and stuff. Yeah. Um, because I know a lot of people like have gathered a lot of channel points in my stream over the last while because I didn't have many options to use stuff for it because I didn't really know which way I wanted to go with it. So I definitely feel like it's going to be huge in a sense of like people will like the two, especially two of the renditions I've added into it um, because you get like obviously with one of them you can earn yourself some cash but it's not just about like clicking the button and getting some cash. It's like it turns uh, it turns the stream into more of like a who wants to be a millionaire Irish version style, but yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With, with twists and turns, basically. You know what I mean? So, that, gonna be interesting. That's sick. Okay, for anybody else wondering as well, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, Irish Genesis on Twitch, check him out. Right, Genesis, we've had a mad week. Um, Not only for you, obviously, with the rebrand, but my God, there's been so much going on this week. Um, Let's start. You've been busy yourself, haven't you? I with all these, uh... oh, look, I, I have been busy. I've been doing a lot of events with commentary and with the with the Legion guys and stuff. Yeah, I, I've been flat out. But it, while being flat out, I miss so much of this. I couldn't believe my chat today when they were telling me some of the news this week. Um, starting off, man, whole country opens up essentially overnight. Um, this came out of nowhere. I remember uh, my girlfriend, Ashling being like, right, they're planning on opening up the country again. This will probably happen in uh, in, in the next week or two. And a day later, suddenly everything's open. Coppers is packed. Um, lads are out on the boozer. And you, you wonder, like, like you know, you were already questioning, like, the whole vaccine situation and if people should or shouldn't do it and all this. But you, you kind of think, in a way, it undermines the vaccine in some way. How did you kind of feel about the whole, com uh, the whole country opening up? 
Well, so let's 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 break this down, right? So I got my first vaccine in the start of December. Yeah. And Jamie J. Carr invited me to the karaoke thing. And I was gonna go, I was down for it, you know. Um, but obviously the place then said that you had to be fully vaccinated to get in. Um, so I said, Well, I, I can't go then because my uh, second vax is until January, mid January. Yeah. But the worst part about it, Chris, is that I was against the vax the whole way. Like, I, I, I felt like, you know, at a certain age, as I went on about this age, and if you have respiratory problems and all, like, all that kind of stuff fully on with getting the vax and helping yourself. But if you're healthy and there's not an issue with you, like myself, like, I have no issues. Like, you know, I mean, I've no breathing yeah. problems or any of that shit. So, um, and yeah, okay, people say I'm old, you know, but I am only 31. Like, it's still fucking old. Um, <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah, so like I felt like I didn't need the vax, but then it came down to like something, certain things like obviously with Jamie's events and stuff like that kind of stuff, um, especially with us like with the podcast and what we kind of look forward to doing. Yeah, uh, going for uh, traveling over to try and go to Insomnia and then going to to TwitchCon. So all these things I knew I'd have to get vax for because of the way they told us. You know what I mean? Yeah. They told us you have to this and you have to that. So I went and got me vax on the day. The same day, I think it was, no, no, sorry, the night before they opened up the entire fucking country, I go get my second jab, and I'm in bed the next day, dying, absolutely sweating buckets and everything, overheating the bits, yeah, just to find out then that, literally, I'm going through this for nothing, because I can just stroll into a pub then, next day. Yeah. That was irritating. It, it came out of nowhere, and like, you know, I feel like with the, with the government's plan so far, they gave people somewhat of a roadmap, and... That roadmap was followed. Now, I know they mentioned about possibly opening up stuff at a certain date, but this literally came out of left field because cases are, were rising more than ever. And you're like, right, surely they're going to turn around right now and they're going to, um, they're going to maybe, and maybe we're going to see another lockdown or maybe even put more kind of barriers to, to kind of how yeah. people live their lives. But geez, it came out of nowhere. They just completely opened up the country. Um, even like I was talking to my mom earlier and she said she went on a bus and nobody had a mask. She was the only person with a mask on a bus. So I don't know what the story is, if there's leeway on it, or I, I think it's only like in retail and, and in, in places where you actually need to go, like obviously like hospitals and this and that, obviously you still need to wear a mask, but for everywhere else it's open and like, you know, it's just, it's just a bit mad how it's gone from the, the full security, but then we've seen cases rise and then it's just like, yeah, forget about it. Um, well, that was, that was it, like it was only a few weeks ago, coming up to Christmas, I, I find it as well, especially, they make a big deal of it, especially around big events, like so holidays, Halloween, all this shit, yeah, they yeah. blow it out of proportion, like they blow it to new levels, but like 90% of what you see in the media, like with the numbers, I think that's bullshit, like you know what I mean, straight up, I don't think the numbers are as close as they say they are. You mean they're lower um, than, than what yeah, they say? Yeah, I, I think they are lower than what they say, like because um, there's, uh, there's been cases where people have went in, um, and especially back like this is back now when it was all like blown up and people were freaking out about it and so on and so forth and they the media really scared the fuck out of people because even people that were going in with other problems into the hospital like if they were sick and shit uh at the time they had to be tested for covid like and if something yeah. happened to them it was put down t- towards a covid death than it was a standard like you know the the person may have died from some other illness or whatever, yeah. But it was put down as a covid death. Um I remember reading on BRT News they had a, a family on it. And it was, the family had basically got the death certificate and so on and so forth. And the whole job of the process, whatever. And basically they put down reason, uh, reason of death was, it was COVID. And the family were like, well, he was never, that was, he didn't have any symptoms of like, yeah, COVID. Yeah, so, I remember. You know, he, and mm, sorry, go on. I think that's still going through the courts. I'm not sure the family are, uh, 
are, are all up in the business about that. Um, they're trying to bring it to court and shit. Um, but it's, yeah. it's it's crazy, like because you do re- you don't know what is actually true and what's not true when it comes to it because we'll never know. Um, like the government are the one that has the numbers. We don't, you know. So we only get to see what is put out in the internet or what's uh, given to us through the radio or whatever else, you know. So yeah, no, I I get where you're coming from. I definitely think feel like you're you're obviously on the far end of it. You think like you know that the government are, are conspiring and all this, and they're they have like an intention behind their numbers. But I feel like. I, I don't I don't fully agree with the whole you know they're doing this for this reason. I think numbers are might be skewed, not for the fact that um not not, not for the fact that they like they, like I feel like they are t- taking track of anybody that comes into hospitals and does this and that. But there's so many people who have COVID that don't go to hospitals, and those are the people like you see on my screen, like people at home are like, oh I got COVID, yada yada yada, I gotta do this and do that. And how many of those people are realistically going to be reporting this or going to hospitals? I feel like everybody feels like a standard procedure right now. Um, same to... thing as well. How many people have like got a common cold or a flu, and they just automatically yeah, think yeah, they have COVID? Yeah, or the other you way know? around, or they think they yeah. they think they've if they think they have just have a flu and it actually is COVID. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's a lot of different sides to it. I don't think there's any way for anybody to track the exact numbers of COVID. Obviously, it it just comes into reported cases. Um, but like outside of that, as I said, everybody's been getting this new variant that I know. Now, obviously, from from what I've seen at least, it seems to be not as effective. Um, in terms of, you know, how, how people feel when they get it and this and that compared to, let's say, the first strain that came around. Even though I, th- I thought it was supposed to be worse, it's, it's definitely more transferable, but it, it, the effects don't seem to be as bad. Um, but with that, being, with that being said, like, I, I just feel yeah. like the government realized that since it's not having a big effect on people, that that's why they kind of took down the barriers. It's like, but the, the, the thing about it as well, the barrier thing is like, last time the barriers came down in Ireland, Okay, there was there was weeks progress. So like first four weeks, we moved from six to ten people at a table, blah blah blah, uh, twenty five to fifty people at an event, and that went down every certain few weeks. Now, how do you go from telling us that we're at our all time worst level at Christmas time, okay, and two and a half to three weeks later, oh, it's just it's gone now. Don't worry about it. You know, it's grand because we closed the pubs at eight o'clock now. Covid said, "Fuck it, I'm giving up the sauce yeah. and not going out anymore." You know yeah. what I mean? Open up the country, we're we're vibing. That's like it. It just doesn't all add up. Do you know what I mean? There's there's. It's like you know, it's like reading a book, but you're you never understand what you're actually reading. Do you get what I mean? It's it's. I know. It's just a constant flow. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I just feel bad. I feel really really bad for the people who, um, let's say over Christmas didn't get to see their family, didn't get to see relatives, maybe because of one or two of these reasons. And, and now then three weeks the, later. Yeah, the government opened it up as if, like, ah, oh, it's grand now, lads. When, like, numbers are higher than ever, especially, like, with the transfer rate of this, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, that's what I, f- I feel bad about, man. It's just anybody who, who didn't get to see family or close ones or, or whatever over the process of Christmas when the government was like, all right, lads, we need to tie this in. And then, obviously, like we've seen, like, a week ago, it just all opens up and everybody's back in the piss again. And, but yeah. The, the, the gas thing is, a, no, a letter came out from the school um about eight to ten days before they opened the whole fucking country shitting in yeah eight to ten days a letter came out from school and basically it said your kids aren't getting covid in the school they're getting it after you pick them up and bring them home what that's that's not that's is, not what really is that what that's, you that's, you got from yeah 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 so the kid the kids aren't picking up covid in school it's what the parents are doing after school with them is is how they're getting the covid now that to me, like that, that, that should be, 
on the next fucking, you know, Lee Evans fucking. <laughs> no, it's, it, it is a joke. It's a joke. You it's know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah. My son left the house this morning. Nobody in the house has COVID. He went to school. I picked him up and, you know, drove him straight back home. But he got COVID from the car seats. You know, that's, that's, that's literally what, you know, like it's it. Yeah. Don't mind that he's mixing with 50 to 60 other kids at the playground, you know, with 20 different fucking teachers every day and all that shit. It wasn't that. It was the car ride home. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, they, that's something you should definitely call them up on. But I don't feel like schools are, are equipped, man, to really deal with it at all. I mean, at the end of the day, they're kind of forced in, into, the, into the environment. And I'm sure they're going to blame anybody but themselves for doing it. Because at the end of the day, you I mean, teachers are getting put in a job. I'm not sure if, if there's any restrictions on teachers in regards to, like, COVID payment and this and that. Um, I, I, I need to look into that. But um yeah i mean look that's that's obviously dog shit man <laughs> um yeah. i i'd be definitely ringing them up after that but yeah it's just i i, I, I can't lie i i didn't bother ringing them up because i actually fucking i must i think it was the morning coffee and the pause came through and i just put out the recycling bin <laughs> and we were reading it and we were like i i, I think I, about 10 minutes i stood there trying to you know work out my head who sat down and typed out this letter? <laughs> Some idiot, obviously. I mean, it, I, yeah, yeah. I want to meet this for long. I mean, this guy needs to come on the show. Yeah, but like, nah, it's it, it's a mad situation. But obviously, you know, you can't you can't base all schools off that one incident. But yeah, whatever school that is, man, Jesus Christ. Uh, not the smartest of people uh, behind what they're doing. But yeah, look, it, it's it's a mad situation. We're gonna see. Um, we're gonna see what the next step is. My question, Jenny, do you think that? Do you think that when the numbers spike up again, they're going to shut it down? Or do you reckon that this is like an attempt for like a couple of months where the government's just going to let it slide and, and see what I, happens? Honestly, I know well enough that they're never going to just let it slide. They're always going to just, you know, go into the, you know, like I, I, Irish panic mode. Just shut the country down. Just, you know, that's, that's, that's the answer for everything. In my opinion, it's time to learn to live with it and how to deal with it. Because... We have had this around now for two plus years and we've learned about it. We know what to do, how to avoid it, what you should and shouldn't do, so on and so forward. Um, no matter how many lockdowns, no matter what you do, is not going to change other people's perspectives. Everybody is different. There's going to be the younger generation, especially, they're going to go out and get locked in the pubs. They don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. Because why should they? They're not going to be affected by it. Yeah. Yes, they'll be in bed sick. But it's like just like going home and getting a fucking hangover, you know, a really bad hangover or bad yeah. fucking case, you know. That's that's literally what it is to the younger generation. So no matter how many times you lock down the country, it's never going to stop it from being what it is. We just got to learn to live with it. You got, we got to learn how to deal with it. The older people and the people that do have these risks just need to be careful and stay away from the people that you know that may cause a harm to you. So it's like it's common sense with anything, you know, it's like it, what you always said when you were younger. You know, show me your friends, I'll tell you who you are. Like, stay away from these, the wrong pack in a sense, you know what I mean? Stay away from the people that don't care about COVID or have no boundaries with it. You know what I mean? Stick to your own people that believe in, you know, clean your hands, self-isolate and social distance, all that stuff. Stick with that. It, it just needs to be now, we need to learn to live with it the same way we they did they did when the, the flu and the cold all back in the heyday, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. We just gotta learn we just gotta learn and, and eventually our bodies our bodies are built different. Like they're they our our immune systems are built to to take on these stuff. Like, you know, you take it on, yes, you will get very, very sick and stuff, so on and so forth, but you will get past it, especially if you're younger and stuff. 
yeah. you get past it and your body is has it has uh, uh, discovered it before so it's felt what it's like to have this uh, cold or disease or whatever you want to call it yeah. so you learn how your body will learn from it it's like it's like anything you know what i mean um yeah i i don't feel like i yeah i i get what you're saying and i agree with you in, in a lot of points there just in regards to like realistically is this ever going to go away the way the way it's 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 been working like you know like i, I don't know what the process is to stop this strain if there needs to be a new vaccine to come in or or whatever but um just after the fact that it's kind of developed into another strain yeah i, I like like what you're saying is there's not a lot you can really do um obviously the government have opened up everything but you have to just stay close and it, it, people aren't going to be able to live normalized for a long time until i don't know like i said either our bodies adapt or whatever vaccine yeah. comes around next ends up working with our bodies but yeah well this is it like you know certain places you know just wear your mask you know sanitize your hands before you go into every single place regardless whether you you know it doesn't matter how much you're rushing just give them a quick slap up because uh, like at the end of the day like in especially in shopping centers and stuff like you touch the handle of a bar going up the stairs or an escalator yeah. or you know an elevator button or even fucking picking up a, a playstation controller in the shop the box like someone else might have picked up and didn't buy it all these little things just it's, it's so quick it's two seconds like and it just just that's just a new way of life but i don't understand why people are freaking out like oh my god I, you should have been fucking washing your fucking hands anyway, regardless. And you shouldn't be coughing on people regardless, or you shouldn't be up on top of someone regardless. So, like, these are just common fucking sense in in a, in a way. Like, it's just common sense. Like, you know what I mean? I mean so I don't, yeah. I don't think why people are freaking out. I have to fucking sanitize every day. It's like, bro, it's called being a clean person. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I get I get what you're saying, but I suppose it, it depends on obviously, you know, you're depending on people to, to do everything right and obviously that's why the COVID has spread, so can't really depend on that uh, for people not to be in those situations. And as you said, people really don't care, like the young people stuff. So, you know, it, it's kinda tough to get around, but yeah, look, we'll see what happens. Um I I, I don't think that it's gonna be closed down again for another while. I feel like this is gonna be a process over a couple of weeks or even one or two months. Uh, that the government's going to try it out, but uh, if there's any time, lads, to go out to the nightclub and uh, do all that, uh, I suppose it's now, now more than yeah, ever for us up yeah. again. You're blow better. off your steam now, just in Yeah, case, blow yeah. off your steam now, lads, uh, if you're feeling the wares of it. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll reach out as well and see what you guys are saying. Um, Dale the Ninja says, the odds of getting it from surface contact is tiny. Coughing, breathing are all uh, the real culprits. And it's like you, you were saying, Jenny, about... um. Like, the, the way it spreads is just due to close contact with people. Um, obviously, there is the cases where if you do touch a surface or whatever, that is dirty, you can get it, but it mainly you mainly hear it from kind of human contact being up close. Yeah, so. yeah, but that's 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 because, like, it's it's it, I'm nearly sure it's a law now, isn't it? The shops and stuff. I'm nearly sure it's a law in, in, in every shop and in, in the mall and all. A law? About, uh, yeah, like, they have to, it's like a certain, certain so many times a day or some shit, they have to go around, de- not that all, but bleaching the fucking yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, it's okay. Like, yeah, yeah, at nearly sure that's that's the thing now. Um, and especially if you're working in like, because I've seen it in Duns, like they literally have full time cleaners going around. Yeah. Um, spraying down everything. Like I've 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 seen that. Like you know what I mean? Like where anytime I win, you, they don't have just you know a standard shop. You might have one, two cleaners. You know they're doing their bits or whatever. You know, spill on aisle four, no bother. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> but now it's literally like dedicated to to. I think it's like a, a a constant flow. Like so, when the first bunch of people have gone around the shop, they go in kind of kind of behind them, but not in an ignorant way, and spray down some of the stuff. And yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, myself. Yeah. Um, so, but like, it's just small things like that does make a huge difference. And he is right. Like, obviously, it is from fucking 
Mongols going out and fucking, you know, hugging each other and licking each other. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. And not being, you know, yeah. Yeah, not, like, like, if something, like, it's just, I don't know. I get that. <laughs> No, it, yeah. it's a it's a mad situation. Uh, Buzz the Bee says the schools just don't want to take the fall for spreading and want to keep them open. Schools definitely spread it, but no one really wants to say it either. I think that that's a really good point because I mean one of the first things to open up uh, when we were in the midst of it was schools, and obviously there's education on the line there, so you know it, it is somewhat of a priority. But um, that definitely was a major cause. I mean we've seen cases going up again through schools and. People really didn't know how to react to it, and kids were oh, sorry, parents yeah. were sending their kids to school, and like you, Jenny, you're, you're talking about obviously, you know, your kid can come back with something from being, but you're talking about like 50, 60 kids. I mean, for secondary schools, you're talking hundreds. Um, so yeah. there's always a massive chance for that to happen, especially if you're sending your kids to school. No, but the crazy thing is, is like the the, the school, Tyler School itself, is an excellent school. I just don't understand who the fuck was allowed into the typewriter that day. Like, I really don't. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, they are, they're an excellent school and they, they're very, they are very well done, like, on the, on the sense of which way they've operated around the whole COVID system. Because we, like, we were allowed to see what, the, what happened and stuff and what was going to happen. But it, it isn't in a sense, like, obviously kids as well are, kids are, like, immune to this shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, the, like, they, there's not a lot of, yeah. Yeah, they're carriers, like, they might get a little snuffly nose or sore throat, whatever, but kids are the main carriers. And that's that was that was the breakdown of like granny and grandparents and house visits and stuff like that with the kids because of that thing. Yeah. Um. But the way I look at it is, is that regardless, if everywhere else is kind of shut down and shut off and 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 society is just split apart, um, the only place that it can be like consumed is like in big crowds, which was schooling. That yeah. that was that that was it. That was it. Like you know, even in shopping centers, I think you were like allowed twenty at a time. That kind of sit in the store. Get the way outside. So. That was literally had to be the only case of where it was the viral spreading, you know. So. Yeah, no, that was definitely a big factor. But like, um, like Buzz said, you know, people didn't really want to acknowledge it, especially from the yeah. education standpoint. They definitely want to mention that at all. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, going on to the next topic, Jenny. Now, this is the topic mainly I was talking about when I mentioned earlier that chat told me this, and I was like, "What's going on here?" I was like, "This isn't real, is it?" I thought chat were winding me up. Then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh my god." Um. The Russians and Ukraine in this crazy, crazy situation. I did not believe this when I heard it, man. I've been so out with the loop. Um, Russians testing, you know, bombs and stuff off Ireland's yeah. coasts. Then you have, like, the talks of, like, Irish fishermen, you know, kind of up against it and wanting to put up a front yeah. against these Russians. And, um, like, it, so, it, it's absolutely crazy. So the problem here is, right, so basically with, with, with this is Irish, the Irish territorial waters, okay? only go a certain distance offshore around the whole of Ireland. But outside of the Irish source, we've called the EEZ, which is the Exclusive Economic Zone. Yeah. So that's so Basically, that's another term where they shouldn't be inside that doing what they're doing because that's actually a main area for a lot of the fishermen from Ireland and the UK, from the bottom, the bottom, uh, the southeast of the UK, come down into that area to fish. So if the boys are out there in the EEZ and they're blowing bombs into the fucking water, yeah. you know, you're scaring all my goddamn fish away. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking giant nuclear, well, not nuclear, but a fucking giant fucking 50 missile fucking burying yeah. into the, you know what I mean? <laughs> I never mind that, but his poor old car's gotta get hit by a fucking tidal wave if they keep doing it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 you gotta look at it in, in the perspective of the fishermen are dead right with this. And also, I feel like the fact that they're the in, inside the easy, 
this should be stepped up by EU completely. As a union, they should step up and be like, you shouldn't be in these waters. Like this, you know, I'm sorry, but Ireland and England's here, right? We'll, we'll put it on a little scale. Russia's fucking, you know, why are they? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, that that's the bit I didn't get as well. Like I understand that it, it, it's like a whatever you want to call it, international waters or this or that. But they're well out of their zone over here doing all this, and it's it's why I, I was kind of confused. Now obviously there's a lot more information behind it. I've only briefly researched it earlier, but yeah, that that that's that's something that I questioned as well. Definitely, Ireland is a weak link into the back door of of EU into Europe. It is Ireland is like we 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 haven't got a pot to piss in. If we get invaded, lad, right? What the fuck are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, nothing, nothing, yeah. Like, they all bit like, I, I, seen, I seen a funny little video, and it's like, our weapons are like, sticks off the tree, right, and stuff, yeah? And <laughs> our, 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 our bombers are seagulls, right? And fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, realistically, you know what I mean? And, and the fucking jellyfish were fucking the deep sea fucking yeah, submarines, yeah, you know? Yeah. Oh, we are literally Fuck, like, if, if Russia come in at the side of us, in true Cork, they'd have Ireland wiped within two days. Don't. They, yeah. they would storm Ireland within two days. All right? Yeah. The forces from America and the forces from the UK, right? Even if they were to support Ireland, we are fucked. We're getting bombed from this side, we're getting bombed from this side, and we're being slapped in the arse by the Russians in the middle. That's the biggest fear around the factor of why they are fucking about outside Ireland. They're saying training and so on and no harm and... You know, the cabinet minister met with the fucking one of them Russian military boys. Yeah, now I've and seen that, yeah. But it's bullshit. Fucking fuck off, will you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's... At the end of the day, Ireland's supposed to be a neutral country. It's not supposed to have anything to do with wars or any of that bullshit. So, realistically, we should be putting down a standpoint saying, you're not allowed in our waters. You shouldn't be. Like, they're 240 kilometers off the coast of Cork. It still is too yeah. fucking close. Yeah, it is. And if 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 they do right, so just take for talk's sake, Chris, real quick, and then and then I'll let you go. If if <laughs> if if Russia invades Ukraine, right, the USA and the UK are going to know that there's fucking and um, big ass fucking ships outside of Ireland that are Russian. What they're going to bomb that shit? One missed target. That's all it takes. One missed yeah, target. Yeah, no, I I get you. Oh. We're in the we're in the kind of the fire side of it, and yeah. I think, like you said, there it's 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 a fair point. I know a couple of people mentioned it to me earlier, the fact that Ireland are kind of the weak back door into Europe because obviously you have the UK right there beside us. And um, with that being said, you know there's been a lot of tension now. Don't get me wrong, the media always blows everything up, uh, regardless if it's out of proportion or whatever. But the media will always kind of extend the whole, you know situation in terms obviously we, we don't really fully know what the hell is going on all we know is that russia apparently pissed and uh, uh over ukraine well what was the group they joined was it nato ukraine were, were to join nato and it was so, so yeah so so basically nato was formed a good a good time ago yeah and you're talking a lot of countries now you're talking uk france germany italy the whole lot the whole shebang right now if if ukraine are sided with nato or are part of NATO, okay? It is by, in a, in a legislation, we'll call it, right? I don't know what the proper term is for this paper. Okay. But in this legislation, if Russia were to get fucked by, uh, or if Ukraine were to get fucked in the arse by Russia, NATO have to respond. That means the UK, France, Germany, Italy, all them countries have to go to war against Russia. That's the scary part, because it, all it takes is one thing. Yeah. And we all know, right, and, and, and love love for the Americans. I have a lot of American mates. I love them a lot. 
but if if America get a sniff at bombs or war or guns, you know them motherfuckers are just that they they're they're celebrating. They're like, let's go, boys. Here we yeah, go. yeah, I get and, you. <laughs> and if they get involved, it's game over for all of us because. Um, the only the only army I'm actually terrified more than anything is is the Chinese. Them boys don't fuck about. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. They, they, them boys do not fuck about. Them boys. Like, <laughs> them, them boys are like jackrabbits. They they come out of nowhere. You won't even expect what they gonna do. You know, them, them boys. Them boys are built different. You know what I mean? Like even in the battlefield, right? You shoot them boys. Them boys are fucking Jackie Chan and bouncing around the place, dodging the fucking bullets. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fucking that that you know what I mean? I'm China, being honest. AKA them boys. Them boys, <laughs> they man, not... they don't mess around. <laughs> Listen, sniper shot, no worries. He fucking takes the bullet out of the air type shit. Fucking Mr. Miyagi type shit. No, no. Don't fuck with them boys. That's all I'm saying, right? Russians are mad in the head and all, right? But yeah. they get drunk. They get drunk a lot. So you're grand. You know, they they'll they they'll they'll invade a certain part, they go on the beer that night, they get drunk. That's your chance to get them, you know what I mean? They're falling all over the spot. Chinese, <laughs> you, Chinese, Chinese, you, should be the, you should be the leader, man. The, the, the army leaders for this whole situation, man. You wait until the Russians are drunk, and that's when you clap them. You get them there now yeah. after a couple of pints. You give, you give them a small victory over one of the little villages, yeah? They go on the pints then and on the vodka and on the <laughs> doing the Russian mad dancing and all, yeah? And that's when you go in from the back and you attack. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's mad about Putin as well because he's like a he's like a black belt, isn't he, in jiu-jitsu and he has a bunch of other uh, martial arts behind him. So you can imagine him getting into the scene and throwing a few shapes, like you know. I could see him waking up in the morning now and just fucking you know instead of fucking getting ice with his fucking his morning orange, you know he fucking just has ice bricks and he just gets up and chops them <laughs> in, you know. in the morning uh, straight into uh, the vodka, uh, chopping ice with his hands like straight, uh, straight down then he's like <laughs> and just walks down the stairs. <laughs> he's a scary man though, like you gotta admit, like when it comes to leaders, I mean Putin, he just has that face that you just like, man, like what's he thinking? What's this lad up there? And yeah, uh, no, he. He has a head on him like he's going to kill you the whole time. Yeah, he does. He really does, man. Yeah. So he, he is a bit of a scary figure to believe in this whole yeah. thing. But like, yeah, like, anyway, if, he, uh, if he's listening in, Putin, we love you. We love you, Putin. We love you. Little kiss for you there, lad. We're listening on your side, man. Don't be worrying. Don't be worrying, right? Um, But yeah, no, like, uh, as you were saying there, um, we're hoping that obviously it doesn't affect Ireland. Obviously, a lot of you uh, here are Irish in the chat. Um, Hopefully... We don't see any kind of bomb warfare or anything like that where there's going to be missiles left and right, especially around our waters. And, um, you know, we're hoping that whatever's going on with these other countries that they can calm down Russia and bring it to somewhat of a, of a standpoint. You know, I, I was saying it for, for a while there in chat that, you know, it's been a pretty calm state in the world for a long time. We haven't really seen a lot of countries in, well, at least countries in Europe or at least are in our direction in big kind of situations like this. And I know we had some you know, situations before with South Korea and that, and we had a few, yeah. a few international scares, but uh, we've, avo- I, we've avoided them for the grand scheme of things, so I'm hoping this is another one of them. Yeah, no, I think, I think long term, it'll, it'll be a long war, but realistically, I don't think Russia want to go into that, because you've, like, you've got the USA and then NATO, which is a lot, of, that's a lot of countries fighting against you, so... Yeah, it's not. It's realistically, it's long term, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what the big thing is. Like with the Ukraine thing, there's obviously a lot more to what they're they're telling us. You know, um, but I guess it's just a waiting game and see what happens. You know, we'll see. We we just yeah. gotta wait. Um, and hopefully, uh, we're left the fuck over because I don't really plan on. You know, COVID was bad enough. Never mind. Yeah, I know. It's a fucking a war right beside our war. Is yeah. like, yeah. Uh, it's it, it's it's a lot to deal with. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what Chad thinks about it. Mister Spinedo said, 
Lads, they're only having a submarine party off the coast of Ireland drinking vodka. We should be joining them. Now, listen, if that was the case, Jenny, I'd be all in. I, listen, please, I tell you, them Russians can drink. They put us to shame. Like, we can drink pints, but comparing when you're necking a pint of Guinness and some mad bastard beside you just necking a pint of vodka. <laughs> oh, they different vodka. Than you know Have you ever different tried sport. Like, proper Russian vodka? It's uh, like it's, man, it's, it's, it's like yeah, paint stripper. it's like, ridiculous. I swear to God, if you if you ever have right boys, if you ever want to get your car redone, yeah, re-sprayed, right, and you're trying to get off the old paint, just go pour a lot of Russian vodka all over. Yeah, no, no, li literally, okay, it, it's the hardest stuff, man. And you know, when you think of like countries that represent like how do you say like like hard bastards, Russia is like Russia has to be number one. Like, you know what I mean? When it, when it comes oh, yeah. to the boys over there, living in the cold, drinking vodka, having the crack, even of their own dance, like, you know what I mean? The boys, the boys know what's going on, and, um, yeah, but they know, look, the they know the crack. But, yeah, hopefully we're not going to see uh, any more from that. Uh, the updates that I want to see are, are feckin' Russia being like, all right, lads, where we're all right now, and then, you know, get EU to send them a couple of euro or something, send them off on them right away, that, that'd be good. Um, But, yeah, listen, next up, uh, we're going back to... Uh, a topic we're very familiar with, which is obviously football, Jenny. Um, there's been mad transfers, man. I know you sent me a big list of some of these, and I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, this January window has has organized a lot of transfers for a lot of clubs, and it's gonna mean a lot for um for for even some of these um clubs. Not into the, in the top four, like that Coutinho move was massive. Uh, we have I, I'm not sure if it was confirmed about Aspilicueta. Uh, moving away from Chelsea, you see, it Mar is, yeah. it's confirmed. Is it? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Martial moving away as well. To I think it's Sevilla. He went to is it Sevilla? Yeah. Sevilla, Sevilla loan. Uh, I reckon. I reckon that'll be a permanent deal. Though. It's a loan, but I, I believe that just somewhere in there is a buy clause. Or like they have an option to buy after his uh, term. Yeah. So I reckon. I reckon you'll see Martial in a Sevilla jersey full time if 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 he has a decent couple of months. Yeah. Now, like once again, like even even City, my own club, uh, signing Alvarez, the Argentinian striker, finally signing a striker. You know, we talked about City getting a striker for one or two seasons now, and we finally have uh, somebody who could look like a young replacement. But the biggest signing that at least we, we've noticed has to be um, Coutinho. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, we've seen Villa signing a couple of players, but what what an absolute masterclass of a signing. Um, not sure how they got around that, but um, as a Liverpool fan. Do you, are you sad to see it? Are you happy to see him back? Kind of, where, where, where's your standpoint with it? I'm glad to see him back in the Premier League because, like, no matter as much as, like, just just ways of looking at this. When I, when he first left, I wanted to hate him because how good he was and, and what he did for Liverpool. Because that Liverpool time, the team that he came into, the very first team now, obviously before Suarez and stuff, he he was like carrying a lot away, you know what I mean? And he, and he, yeah. done, he, clutched, he clutched up so much for us, like, in so many games. But then you got to look at the other term where, you know, he didn't have a good spell at Barca. Um, uh, Bayern, he was in and out, didn't really have a good spell either. Um, so the fact that he's back in the Premier League, I think it'd be really, really good because he is a proper superstar. You know what I mean? He is. He's world class. Like, and I definitely can see him leading Villa to success. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's a, such a quality player. I mean, just he's creative. Yeah. I mean, like he's played for some of the best teams in the world, you know, yeah. um, and to join a club. Not to downplay Villa, but to join a club like Villa, I mean, he, he must be like an inspiration for some of the players around him and even for some of the fans. Um, that, uh, that, Gerard, that Gerard connection, you see, done that. that, that that's what got that deal over the line. Um, Gerard and Coutinho had such, if you're a Liverpool fan, you'll know it. 
but Gerard and Coutinho had such a good relationship at Anfield at, at yeah. the time. Um, they'd done a lot together out in and outside of of the club. Um, especially in training and stuff, they done a, worked on a lot of stuff together because they bounced off each other a lot in the games. Um, so that connection there definitely got that over the line a hundred percent, which yeah. is another big thing. Like I think Steven Gerrard for 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 Villa is massive. He 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 will lead them to glory. I guarantee that. Now, like Gerrard, he's a very clever man. You know I me mean? he is. He's very very clever. Um, mm. and he obviously knows football like the back of his hand, like so. Yeah. No, it's I, definitely a huge, huge uh, move, and I think it'll only benefit Villa. I can see Villa being a tough team to to party with now in the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're, we're seeing we're seeing them sign a couple of players. Only I think it was only today uh, they announced uh, Callum Chambers as well signing. They're really building a lot of depth to that squad. Um, one rumor I heard now I, I don't know how far this goes, Jenny. Maybe you could tell me more. But this whole Suarez rumor, have you heard about this? Yeah. So obviously Suarez is having a lot of trouble. Um, I don't know if like obviously since back with Barcelona, the way he was treated and how 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 that was poorly dealt with and stuff. Ever since then, it's kind of be up in the air with Suarez. Like you know, what I mean, um, he he seems happy. At, he, he seemed happy to let it go. Now, obviously, as same again, I'm gonna go back to it with Gerard there, Coutinho there. Is there a possible move for Suarez to finish his career at Villa under people that he he's played with before and he had good friendship friendships with before? 100%. Yeah. 100%. So it's 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 definitely something like that, a big move like that will be kept under the radar until last minute kind of thing. Yeah. That that that, that won't be, you know, you'll see, you know, leaks here and there, but I, don't, I wouldn't believe any of it. Mm. Um, it's definitely a possibility. Maybe not January though. Maybe not this window. Maybe in the summer. Yes, but you know, you never know. But like, if there's anyone going to get the job done, as I said, that connection with Gerard Coutinho yeah. to bring back Suarez. Like if they get Suarez... And they have Coutinho, so Villa are going to be a different level. Like, they are, like, because look at Liverpool when they had Suarez and Coutinho. They were different. Yeah, they were different unbelie- level, so. unbelievable side. I-, I have to give big, big props as well to to Gerrard. Now, obviously, we've seen him come into the Premier League, and, um, you know, we see a lot of these managers come in, and some of them come and go when it comes to standards because they can't really keep up with it. Um, But the one thing that I'd say about Gerrard that, that really impressed me is, um, like, like, what you're saying, the way he's, like... Like, obviously, we hear rumors about Suarez. He signs Coutinho, and you're saying part of that is part of this connection that he has with some of the players at Liverpool. And, you know, the only other manager y- you think about when you think about connections with players would be the likes of Sir Alex Ferguson, you know? And, and he's obviously, you know, arguably the greatest to ever do it. So um, it's very interesting to see that Gerard can kind of pull his weight by getting some of these players in. Um, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's crazy to see, but it's really good to see at the same time, you know? It's something not a lot of managers can relate to. Hundred percent. Um, it's like the same. It's like what I was saying with uh, with Wayne Rooney. Rooney's a derby, like. But if Rooney went and took like the likes of the Everton job or something, I think that that's what they need. I yeah. think they need that kind of person. You know what I mean? To to make the change because Everton need a, a lifesaver right now. Um, sitting in sixteenth, three four points outside of relegation, they are in a bad position right now. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst seasons they've had in a long time. So. They definitely need something like that. So, like, as I said, with them, when you have them connections with previous past players who are now managers, with players that are still in, in squad depth, um, I definitely find that to be a big value as a manager to be able to bring these people in because you've already got a good relationship with the player beforehand yeah. as player on player. So player on managers, if, if, if it's only going to be the same outcome, you know. So I guess it's only time with tell with Villa and and same with Everton and stuff like that. With Joe. So there's talks around all these these things happening yeah um 
but it's like you just gotta wait and see really isn't it it's 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 i i think it'll happen if you were to, if i was to put money where my mouth is i think yes yeah, Suarez will end up at villa by that'd be summer. crazy man like i'm at, like having coutinho and and suarez at villa is absolutely ludicrous i mean it's not something you would have bet your money on any amount of years ago uh when you're seeing these guys in their prime obviously but um it's it's crazy how how some of these players and even the likes of like you know even some of the takeovers that we've seen like with Newcastle yeah. where we're seeing a bunch of kind of players come back to the Premier League um due to either managers or takeovers and stuff and it, it's kind of such a crazy era of football we live in you know we have so many different aspects that kind of I don't know would you would you say that like in the era of football we're in where you have teams being taken over and kind of picking and choosing players and even the like say Gerard and their relationships with players, do you think it's a very I I'd say to say I think it's safe to say that it's a very um fun time for football to be a football fan at least because you have so much different things going on. What well, what do you kind of make of the whole kind of modern era of football and how t- players are transferred? Obviously, I think the way everything's gone with football right now, it is good, but it's like it's 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 just fa- what fathoms me the most is obviously the money. That's that's what yeah. bothers me the most in football now, like because. The average player now is worth 15, 20 mil. Like, stock average player. Like, um, yeah, yeah. So much money involved. Like, so that's why a lot of deals don't happen because clubs are overpricing so much. It is very exciting, as in the sense of like, this, we're, we're in an era now where the Premier League is at its most competitive. Yeah. And um, the last few years, definitely. Now, obviously, different story for top, top two teams, top three teams run away with it constantly and so on and so forth but as in as, as in the sense of like say third down to like ninth tenth it the last few seasons has been epic watching that because it's been like a proper battle for european places yeah. and then obviously the relegation zones like right now burnley are bottom of the table but i think they'll survive i don't think burnley are going to go down like i honestly think burnley will come back up they're like four or five points behind safety um yeah um, yeah they're currently uh four four points behind safety but you have norwich in 17th and there's four games at hand for burnley so they have they have the time to play but even at the same time though like for them they're under major and immense pressure just for the fact that they know every game at hand is literally a relegation game so um it's definitely going to be yeah. a, a big factor to the games yeah no i definitely feel like burnley is dope i don't th- i just don't see them going down being honest, I don't. I think I think they'll get up, and I think Newcastle will stay up. So I'd be yeah. worried if I was an Everton fan, though. I really would. Yeah, it's a bad state. I mean, you're not used to seeing Everton like like eleven losses this season. Um, nineteen points on the board, sixteen place. Uh, yeah, it's just like yeah, they're not in the, in the best form at all, and you know Ever- Everton fans as well. I mean, they, like they have a lot of fans. It's Everton at the end of the day, you know. So uh, it's crazy to see a team like that. Uh, so far down um but then again i mean yeah you have teams like united who are are in, are in top four right now who are kind of making somewhat of a comeback um it, it's interesting to see do you think um with united that you need to give ragnick more of a chance how do you feel about that whole managerial setup um it's it's a tough one like because there's like you know, again, we had this conversation like last week and then and then they went out and they scraped the 93rd minute, minute winner. You know, that is, it, it was called for possibly offside. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I still don't think they're at where they need to be. Like, I really don't. Like, I think, I think Ragnick's not the problem I set up from the get-go. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's not the problem. 
they need you know, need to give them time. They cannot, they cannot fire another fucking manager. They have to give him time because if they fire another manager, they're never gonna get out of the she heap that they're in. Like, so I definitely feel like they, they they'll impress they'll impress once they find their foot and then they get in the right players and they get rid of the dead weight as I call them. Yeah, yeah. I definitely see that happening. Um. Like, they're not in big talk. Like, Martial going, I think, is a mistake. Um, if, do, if you, do you really, me... though? I know a lot of United fans don't re- aren't really a big fan of, of Martial. Like, obviously, he came into mm. good form every now and then, but uh, do you think he's one of these players, then, that they don't... You feel like they, 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 they need it in the squad? I think they need him, yeah. Because now, what what happens if Lingard accepts the Newcastle thing deal? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, then, then all right, Cavani's going to retire soon. He's old. Ronaldo, fair enough, but he's out getting old as well. Um, who have you got? Greenwood, Rashford. Rashford's what scored two goals or something in the last three games or something. But they're like, it's, yeah. it's not into not into bolster over. Greenwood hasn't been hitting form for a little bit now as well. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just definitely think new signings and a new, a new style of everything. You know, at the whole layout of the team, it's just it needs to be revamped in a sense. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, but as I said, like I know what it's like. Liverpool went through this stage of dead wave and and problems, and you know, players not connecting and stuff over over a long period of time. Yeah, or uh, scrappy cup, scrappy cups here and there. Fair enough, but you know, yeah. United aren't out of the picture completely. You know what I mean? They can come back. It's just going to take a lot of work. Yeah. No, for sure. And like, like we've already said in previous episodes, like United are a team that everybody's watching right now just because of their state is in... It, they're, they're in such an odd state, like, you know, such a top team having so many problems internally. And then you have the likes of Ronaldo speaking out about it publicly. And you're like, what, you're wondering what the fuck's going on like inside the club. But um, Martial, you know, um, very, very talented player. But... Obviously, he's gone now. So United, um, maybe, maybe it's it's not the style of play that that was needed for the team, um, but um, maybe it's yeah. just it's just it's just like for me, Martial would suit like a, a fast paced going forward kind of style, and that used to be United. Yeah, counter attacking. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. used to be that team, very similar to way Liverpool play. United used to play like that, you know, just fast paced going forward on the on the break, um, swallow your whole football. And mm. now it's just playing around the back, into the mid, back to the back, up the side. It's just, it's, you know, it's very boring. Like, even though they're getting results, it must be very, very tough to be a United fan right now because there's no excitement. There's zero excitement for me. For me mm. watching them, I don't see the excitement in their in their style of, of football anymore. Like years ago, I used to love watching them. They were amazing. They were, I hated them, but they were Yeah, yeah it's they crazy as well. It's crazy seeing United even like in some of the games that that I've seen, just making so many like easy mistakes. Like you don't see a United squad making so many mistakes that I feel like players have made on the ball. Now obviously there's a lot of pressure on the players as well, but look, it's Manchester United. There should be very high quality players all across the board. And um, you know, United have always been a team that they've had always one really strong centre back and they've always had a decent back four and they're at a point now where they're they're very much lacking that. I know you're you. I think you said you yeah. weren't a, you weren't a big fan of Varane, were you? No, I don't. I I'm not I'm not a big fan of Varane. I not I'm not. I just don't think he's half the player he was at Madrid. 
but as I said, the Premier League isn't fucking isn't a farmers league, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Premier League's a totally different ballgame. Um for me, like you gotta look at it as well. Like look at the players Ram played beside and then you're sticking with Harry McGroyer and Wamba Saka. Like it's like is it like we can't make probably we can't see his full potential when he's playing beside donkeys. That's 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 the way I look at it as well, you know. So we can't really blame Varane, you know. Yeah. These problems happened were there before Varane came. They're still there while Varane's there. So it's obviously not Varane that's the issue. It's just that how is he supposed to show his true fucking, you know? He yeah. can't cover the whole fucking defense by himself. So. No, I, I agree. I agree with that a lot, and I, I'm glad you, you've kind of that's kind of your opinion on it because i know you weren't a big fan of him but like my opinion would be that exact one that i don't feel like he's getting given a full chance i know obviously he's only been in and out but and um, when he has been playing he has he has made some some good tackles and he has been involved it's just obviously some of the players around him aren't really up to standard um but yeah it's, it's crazy time for football right now with transfers and takeovers and this and that uh so we're gonna see what happens and yeah very interested in seeing uh what uh gerard does uh with phil it's gonna be, it's gonna be very interesting there's definitely like there's a lot of things happening though like so like obviously you have Diaz with Tottenham you have Diallo and the Ranger Rangers loan deal another yeah. United youth you know there's a couple there Van de Beek if fucking United loan out Van de Beek to <laughs> I'm I, I I've lost all hope for them if they actually loan Van de Beek out to Palace I I've I've, I've, I've no no more words uh Guimaraes from Leon going to Newcastle huge huge booster for them huge booster. I yeah. have a feeling he'll be he'll be a big big player in the Premier League. That's the one I definitely find. Ericsson might be coming back to Brentford from Ajax. That could be fucking huge as well. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously this kid that all the Premier League clubs are scouting, fifteen year old kid called Endrick, supposed to be insane. Next fucking top player. So yeah. All the big clubs are surrounding him right now. So that's that's something I want to keep my eye on as well. That's an interesting factor because I actually uh, seen it, read about it. And then I looked at some clips and stuff of him in his in his U clubs, and then he looks he looks top job. Yeah, top job. yeah. No, it's it's a very very fun time. And as I said, you sent me a massive list of these transfers, and I was like, man, holy, there's so much going on here. But there's a lot going on. There's yeah, going on. there is, there is, there is. Uh, we're gonna read some some questions from chat. Uh, Skill X six seven nine says thoughts on Alvarez to City, Chris. Uh, now I've I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, I've seen him play all these games start to finish. Um, I haven't. I've seen clips of him online. I did a bit of research to see what he plays like and see some of his highlights. He looks like a decent player. Like, like looking at him, I'm not seeing anything like, oh my God, like that is unbelievable. But I feel like having a player like him who's in a decent run of form um, and I feel like when he comes under Pep, that's really when he's going to be the player that he should be. I feel like Pep is the type of guy who can bring these guys in and who can transform them into players who can work alongside the team that he has Obviously, what Pep says goes in that team. Um, everybody runs a certain standard of football and everybody plays a certain way. Um, it's why you see the likes of Jesus, who would formerly be known as a striker, being played out in the wing because that's what Pep wants. He wants him out there and he wants that kind of that option. So um, I think that under Pep Guardiola is going to do do a great, great job. Um, Jenny, have you seen anything of this Alvarez kid or have you just heard about him? No, I've seen him. Um, I don't think it's more so like I agree with you in a sense but I don't think it's more so to the fact that what Pep's going to do for him I think with the supply and the absolute incredible talent he has behind him and that's going to be a feeding him the ball yeah. I don't think he can go really wrong from there realistically you know yeah. Um. Yeah. To, to, to 
like uh, it's any striker's dream to have the likes of De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Mares, these kind of players, world class boys that can stick the ball to your feet, you know, from like that that's that's every striker's dream. You know what I mean? You can put yeah, you can put anyone up front. And if you have that kind of selection behind you, as long as you can finish the ball. Yeah, I can't I can't see I can't see a fault in it. I think he will definitely benefit his a lot more than Jesus. No disrespect to Jesus. I just think this mm. Alvarez guy Jesus, I find to be a very greedy player in a sense as well. Um, there's a lot of times like he's he's I've 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 watched City's games and there's a lot of yeah. times where he he has the better option and he he's very greedy with the ball. But so is a lot of a player Salas like that as well. So I can't really say much. Yeah, even though like he has so many goals, he's still a greedy player in a sense. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel yeah. I think this kid. I think this kid will be be a good addition to your team. One hundred percent. It can only make you stronger, and it's kind of what you need. Yeah, it's basically when you're fighting on all fronts with the Champions League, the Premier League. Exactly. Forward, so. Yeah, no, like with, with Alvarez, obviously, you know, we haven't signed a, like a proper uh, striker for for um for a bit of time, especially one that we're signing specifically to replace Aguero. Um, but it'd be interesting to see him in, and I definitely think that give him give him a year, give him a season or, or so to to fully gel with the squad. You know, obviously he's a young guy, so looking to get a couple of years out of him and see how he gets on but yeah i think he could really benefit the team um yeah 100 agreed yeah so going back to other comments here mr spadato head said martial i think is one of these players that needs to be loved to get the best out of him he was never loved at united that's a big statement um i agree, I agree. you, you agree I, with that I agree. I agree completely i agree i don't think he got enough game time i don't think he was given enough chances um playing him for one game for 90 minutes and not playing him for two games then that's just going to kill a player's confidence completely. 100%. I, I agree with that. I agree completely. Um, like, okay. as I said, like, I, I see, I see a whole different vision when I look at that United front line. It's just, it's totally different to what I put out there. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, um, I, I don't know. I feel like love, love is such an interesting word to use a football. Cause like, um, I feel like just with Martial, he was one of these players that, Maybe it could have been from lack of love or whatever, but one of these players who had mad potential and you didn't see them live up to it. I, I know Pogba's another example of it at United where they sign a guy and everybody's in love with him, um, but like they don't really fulfill their job. And maybe that was why he swapped in and out of squads. Maybe, you know, like obviously, you know, some managers are like the other stairway or the highway. You don't really know what's going on, but, um, you know, when Martial was signed initially, you know, you would have thought, oh, is this guy going to be the next... Henri, is he going to be hopping in here and doing bits for, for, for United? And yeah, like obviously he had a couple of decent seasons. Well, okay seasons, what I say. But um, yeah, maybe it was, it was a style of play thing. I'm not sure. Um, obviously he's being sold out now. So Ragnik is... Um... Tell you what, if, if, if you... Right, so with the current United team, right? We'll say Martial hasn't got it on loan yet, right? With the current team that United have, right? Who would your starting eleven be? United. If, you, if you were the manager and you were trying to make a difference in that team, who would your starting eleven be, and what formation would you play? Oh man, Jesus Christ! Where do I start? Where do I start? Um, just from the from the back up. Yeah. Um. You obviously have the De Gea because De Gea right now is the best keeper in the world, in my opinion. Of course, of course. Um, I don't know, man. With a. Oh. Where do I even start? Um, let me see. Let me see. Well, we're all agreeing oh, that Wan Bissaka is probably not getting in there, anyways. In terms oh. of wing back, uh, you have oh, your Varane. Um, 
Who would you have? Man, I don't know. I definitely don't want Maguire. Um, you have Dalo over Bissaka in it, 100%. Yeah. Dalo gets in over Bissaka all day, in my opinion. Um, so, what, what's, the, what, what's, what's that, that left-back's name? I can't remember him. The, oh, what's his name? For United? Yeah. Anna, let, uh, let, me, let me look up this squad. Let me look up the squad. Tellers, 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 Um, I don't know. It's just like seeing the combo of Luke. You know, maybe like Luke Shaw had an unreal season last year. And this year, I don't want to say if it's a pairing issue with Maguire because we have seen Shaw being caught out. But I just don't know how to feel if like, like if Tellers is going to gonna do like like the job like like i'm not sure actually no you know what i would start beside beside veran to give him a chance phil jones man i give really? him i give him a chance for a couple of games 100 percent, man um you know who i would have but they've let him go as well who one's Where 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 did they send him off to he got sent to roma i believe I think roma. roma he got sent to, okay I think he got sent to roma yeah yeah i mean um but like he, it, it, that's the way I look at it. So like for me would be De Gea. I'd have De Gea, and then I'd have Dalo, Varane, Twanzebe, Shaw, and then the middle I'd have Bruno. And I'm literally stuck. I would not. I don't want McTominay. I do not want Fred. I do not want Matic. I do not want Pogba. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. stuck. Yeah, like I feel like just when you're comparing the um this levels of skill as well from from some of the players in the squad, you don't really have a pairing for some of these guys, do you? Like the way you're saying, like you have Bruno Fernandes, and like right, who's a good pair for him? Like not anybody you can really think of. Um, oh Donny, actually, sorry, yeah, well, Donny. yeah, well, Donny I... and Bruno, right? So yeah. you've got Donny and Bruno now. Where 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 do I go from there? Like so, obviously, then as I said, my front three is completely different. Now I know people are going to say, "Oh, they they play the same positions or blah blah blah," but I'd still have it. I'd have Martial, Lingard, and Cavani as my top three. It's crazy. So you're leaving Ronaldo out of that squad. That is yeah. absolutely madness. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I get what you're saying though. You feel like he doesn't suit the play. I, I know that's exactly where you're going to come from with that, but I just like. It's just in my head, it's like, man, Ronaldo can't be fully the issue from like I have like players around him need to feed in a player of that standard. But like I get what you're saying though. If they can't do it, then Ronaldo's useless and it's two players who are useless instead of one. So it's it's a tough one. And I know a lot of United fans are probably um Oh United fans are screaming at the monitor right now. Yeah. Screaming. Why is Ronaldo not there? Why is Ronaldo not there? That's just, I'm, I'm just being deadly honest. Right now, as I said, as a Liverpool fan, I want Mane gone. I want Mane gone, 100%. I want someone else in there, someone fresh. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just you know what I mean? From watching, from watching, no, like at the end of the day, like nobody's like, we're not sitting here either and saying, oh, Ronaldo's problem, blah, blah. It's not that. He just, going forward, he's not, he's just not that guy. Like he's not going to be the guy that's going to get United back to the heights that they were at, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I get where you're coming from, but it's just for me, um, I see FunkyTown49 said it in the chat, he said, Ronaldo isn't the issue. The issue is the same thing for the last three years. The striker gets no service, and 
once again, like I've said it previously about like the times you see Bruno Fernandes link up with Ronaldo, and it's absolutely beautiful when the two of them work together and they get a one-two pass off. It's absolutely class to watch. And you think, man, if Ronaldo had these players around him who could do something similar, surely he's going to be banging in goals left, right, and center. Uh, but he doesn't always have that option. And, um, you know, I suppose your, your striker's limit is the service at the end of the day. Um, Ronaldo's not going to be the type of guy who can run the pitch. You know, he used to be, you know, back in the days uh, at Madrid, he'd be flying by players and he'd be going ham. But he's not really that player anymore. Uh, he's the player that you give the service to and he, um, he, he puts in the back of the net for you. So, yeah, I just feel like um, I feel like United definitely need some talented midfielders and players who can feed them that service, but a lot, a lot to work with in that squad. Um, so, but as I said, it, is, it still is an exciting time for football, and I'm interested in seeing where United turn out in the end. I think they might scrape uh, top five this year. I know a lot of people were like, United are going to get inside top five. I think they actually might. How do you feel about United getting inside that top five placement, Jenny? No? No, you don't think so? <laughs> they're, not they're not going to. I'm sorry. They're not going to. You're not going to get last-minute winners every game. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you now. <laughs> they haven't got enough cre creativity. West Ham have took a little bit of different form. They'll bounce back. West Ham will overtake United again. And you think so, yeah? If I'm to take a pick out of the bunch, Tottenham. I think Tottenham are going to get in there. I think Tottenham take fifth. I think West Ham finish fourth and Tottenham finish fifth. Chelsea have had a, bad, a, a lot of bad run of form lately as well, but they'll pick back up. They'll definitely pick back up mm. now that um, Liverpool definitely ain't going to fucking fall off. Not the fact now that if they win their game in hand, there's only six point gap between them and City, with City still to play in April. It's not a fucking hope Liverpool are going to fall off the wagon. And certainly City yeah. ain't going to. So for me, it's 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 still like I, I still stand by it. If it happens, it's 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 a comeback and a half. But I still stand by what I said. I said City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, West Ham, Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah. No, I think I think that's fair. But um, you know, obviously we have another um half a season to play, so it's going to be very very interesting to see. Um, so this week we've had a, a community question of the week. Now, of course, this is always on Twitter. So anybody listening, uh, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Spotify or anywhere else, um, over on our Twitter, uh, how we a podcast. Uh, this is where you can have your say on the topic of the week. Uh, this week's topic uh, was by Tom DS, and he said, what are your thoughts on social media and its impact on mental health? Uh, very, very good question, and uh, it's one, Jenny, I know I spoke to you briefly about, is that you can come at it from really any angle. Um, I'll let you start with this one. What are your thoughts on social media and its impact on mental health? Social media in a whole is AIDS. It is. <laughs> AIDS. It is, like I agree. Social media is the worst thing to ever happen to society. Like, it's literally, it's took the whole word of freedom of speech to a new level. Like, it really has. Um, like, everything rates-wise, cyberbullying is next level on it. Insane. Um, yeah. I, I think one of the big things about cyberbullying and things that uh, is a big factor, and I know a lot of people will, will have different opinions on this, but just the fact of the kind of anonymity behind it that, you know, somebody can be anonymous online and give you grief and do this to you, do that to you on social media and even see, I'm, I'm sure you've had one or two experiences of it where people uh, get a bunch of their friends and they go after you online and there's not really a whole lot you can do. You just kind of got to sit there and accept it because, you know, you can't see the person, you it, don't know it, where they're from. It's definitely not. Like, it's like if I have, if I, which I've had before, a group of people saying shit or targeting, like, I go off on my Jenny ways and... You know, I'm the one who gets banned. 
I'm the one who gets suspended for defending myself, you know? So it's it's mm. it's so backwards as well. Like, I don't know if you see my tweet on, on the account that was made, the racist name account that was made. And oh, I yeah. reported to Twitter. Yeah. And Twitter literally sent me an email saying they weren't violating any any breaks. Like, And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You actually are taking a piss? Like, what? You know, so it's it's literally like Twitter's the worst of all of them, 100%. It, it yeah, worst. it's really a cesspool for a lot of it. And um, mm. I know we're, we're talking about the, the impact on mental health, especially from a negative side point. But I think majority is is are going to see it from from a negative standpoint. Now, there obviously is, is pros as well. Like a pro for me, obviously, with social media is just being in contact with people. And for example, even friends that want to chat to you for years. And then obviously, as a creator, social media is a tool. It's not really... It's not always going to be there for, for, for talking to people. You can use it to promote your content and to, to build an audience. But there's always that, that negative side to it. And um, it's, hard to, it's hard to get, like, I feel like, correct policing with the internet. Like you said to yourself there, like, it's, it's, it's a new era now. And, you know, at, at this point, you can't really even say your opinion online. Like, you're, you're, really, you're really holding everything back. And um, like you said to yourself there, you know, people can, can attack you. And for anybody who was wondering about Jenny's situation, basically somebody made an account with a, with a racist name uh, and Jenny's name in it at the same time. And uh, Jenny tried to report it and, and Twitter were like, uh, this isn't violating any rules. And then Jenny was like, what? And then at Twitter and then they deleted the account. But it, people, people that can kind of get away with doing that. Now, obviously, Jenny, me and you are, are older. So we're, we're well equipped to deal with these situations. But, you know, I wouldn't want to be... Uh, a teenager or even somebody who is uh is of a low kind of mental state where they're they they can't take criticism well because you know a lot of people nowadays are kind of like that you know uh they're growing up in that way so i would like to be one of these people right now on social media and being in the scene because it's got to be hard to deal with with some of the comments people make online and and uh just how easy it is to be anonymous you know yeah well so so the thing is for me like especially if we want to really get into the depth of mental health and, and, and the online attributes to it, right? First of all, so it's gone to a stage now where literally people have just lost all sense of moral. Like for, for, for anyone, they'll do anything for likes or anything for any sort of five minute fame. Yeah. And that's, you know, so then the other factor you got to play into is that these people rely too much on love from social media and all to the point where then they go into depression mode because they can't deal with it. Because like when you yeah. when you're up there and and you've made a banger of a tweet or a banger of a fucking video or something, anything, whatever the fuck it may be, uh, you have to look at it from the point as well as that the next video they put out doesn't do as well. That person then sinks into the state of depression, right? Then they put out a tweet or they say, "I don't feel myself and all," and you literally have people jumping on it. Ratio. Uh, your L one, all this smart <laughs> bullshit, you know. Yeah. The same, yeah. the same. But these are the same people that were bandwagon and licking someone's asshole who have, was doing well for themselves. It's a common factor, okay? People jump on the bandwagon too easy for people, and then when people suffer with 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 their with their mental health and their state or uh, that they're going into, like you know what I mean, and people go into a bad bad case of slump. Yeah. The people that you thought were supporting you from the get go, who were supporting you then. Have literally turned on you just because there's a new shine and light came along you know what i mean like we see it every day whether if we want to bring up like obviously i'm not going to mention names and all this shit, okay but when we bring up the whole people uh look up to someone and they they love what they do and all and the next thing someone makes says one thing and the next thing the whole fucking bandwagon starts canceling this person 
Do you know what I mean? Over, like, did you know? So you've got these factors of where I look at it is, is that every single person out there, okay, needs to really look in the fucking mirror and reality check yourself to a point where you got to understand someone. Everyone has fucking feelings, no matter who the fuck they are, no matter how strong or well built they are or how they come across to you, they still suffer because the happiest cunt in the room is always probably the saddest person in the room. And nobody seems to care about the guy when he's suffering, but they only want to be a part of something when he's doing something good for himself. And it's a proven fact, Chris, every fucking day, every day. You know what I mean? And instead of the, the same people that look at these comments, yeah, they talk shit on these comments are the same kids, the same kids that probably have their own issues but want to fucking make someone else feel like shit just to make themselves feel better. That is the most fucking... It's, 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 it's well, one yeah. point that, that, that it roils me. It roils me, but sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different points to that. Like, just to break it down on a basic level, um, if you're depending on social media for likes and that determines your you know, your headspace, um, that's, that's not normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously I know some people are, are in the line of work with it, but if you depend on likes and recognition online to be confident in yourself and to be in a good mental state, that's, that's an issue with you. You know what I mean? I feel like you can obviously have knocks in life and, and no matter what you do, uh, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta get back up and deal with it. But if, if, if social media is a thing where you depend on other people to be like, oh, this is, this is, this is a light to show you that I agree with this or that. And that, that depends on your opinion being validated. Like, that's, that's definitely a you problem. And I know a lot of people are growing up in the era of social media where that's a big factor. I know a lot of people can relate to that where they, they put out a tweet and it doesn't get a like and they'll delete it or, or they'll do this and that. And that's, that's sad, man. That's really, really sad if you're a person who needs validation from other people to actually to be able to speak your mind and to be yourself. And a, a lot of people are like that. I know nearly everybody in my chat is probably... Uh, and not everybody, but I'd say a high percentage of people are like that, where if they put out a statement online and it doesn't get appreciated, then they feel like that, then, oh, that, that was a shit opinion, that was a shit take or this and that, which is, is not really the case. Um, but yeah, like, as I said, with, with, with social media, um, I feel like a big factor for a lot of people is, is um, people don't like to see people succeed. People like to see people go down because even if you're at a low level, um, and you see somebody above you getting put down to your level, um, for, some, for some of these guys online, they're going to see that as a positive thing. So it's why it's a lot easier to, to take someone down and to jump on a negative bandwagon than to, than to support somebody. You know, I, I always make it my goal, man. Anytime I go on social media, if I see a tweet from somebody that I know, or like, I don't even read half the tweets. I'm just like, 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 like. I want to support people and I want to bring people up uh, because it's so easy to tear people down and it's, it's so people. easy. It's the same though. Like people are too quick to judge. You know what I mean? Like so, you you always have this as well. Like so, I seen I seen a tweet and just gone back probably a few months ago. But I seen a tweet and someone put out and they they were expressing themselves online. Right. So two things here. One is expressing yourself online the best way to go about something. Probably not. But sometimes it's their only out. It's their only way yeah, out. They yeah. don't feel comfortable talking to family, friends. They don't want to talk to therapists, so on and so forth. That's grand. If that's the way you want to get your expression out and it makes you feel better, grand. Yeah. But when someone puts out their feelings or their expression, okay, that's them building up the confidence to do that. To, to, they're not looking for attention or anything. That's them expressing themselves. Same way a rapper writes raps. Same way a, a, yeah, po yeah. a poet rhymes poems. It's expression. Yeah. All this expression, okay? So you have this person then pouring their heart out and, and, and so on and so forth. And that might make them feel better after they, get, they got that out and they press that tweet button and it's like, okay, 
it's off my chest now you know i feel a bit better yeah but then 10 minutes later your phone's going ding 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 to someone whatever and you look at it or whatever and you've got all these little fucking trolls on it you know what i mean like that's that just sinks the person even further below than they were when they actually expressed themselves in the first place yeah so they put them they've put them into a worse state of mind because you think you're a fucking um, a, a big man behind a, a screen typing on a fucking keyboard like you know it's yeah. it's incredibly irritating and it's one thing that like with the new generations i i call them the new generation with the new generation i can see everything at a all time high i can see bullying at all time high suicide rates at a all time high um mental health problems at an all time high um overloads of 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 uh, care for for people that psychiatrists not overloads overbooked that's not down to covid or lockdown you can blame it if you want okay there is some parts of it where people like you know they did get into sinking depression because they lost their jobs or what yeah but a lot of it is down to online it's not actually covid that did it it's it's online because if you can't go outside you're stuck to the online world it's a proven fact right because you can't go anywhere you can't do anything yeah unless you're like you know go, what to go for runs in the morning whatever it is you do but you're still mm. going to go to social media so the biggest outtake for me is social media is the reason why everything's fucked. Like social media causes so much drama, yeah. so much drama. And there's so many people suffering that you wouldn't even think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, I, I, I know where you're coming from. And it's, it's going back to what I said, man. Like it's a lot easier to be negative online. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, people need to, to step away from it sometimes and, and like get, you pretty much get their act together man i'm not gonna lie because yeah. like i i'm not a sensitive person by any means and i'm so happy i grew up in, in a time where social media wasn't really a thing like you deal with real life situations you deal with real life people not people online and um you know don't get me wrong i was on the 360 back in the day giving boys abuse they're giving me abuse the usual stuff it hardens you but you grow up knowing what's what's the real world and what's online and now we're in a situation where it's all blended and people, kids are growing. I'm gonna say people. Many kids are growing up into into this world where me, social media is everything. It, it's yeah. it's it's some people's everything. It used to be everyone's nothing. No one cared, but now it's people's everything. So people are dependent on these likes and depending on their opinions. And like you're saying yourself, people express themselves online, and it, it, they depend on positive or negative feedback to judge how they're feeling. It, it, like I I just feel like with with social media for people. I, I know you're saying people express themselves online, and that's grand and all, but you have to if you're posting on social media or you're on social media you have to be open that people are going to be negative and that's going to be most people's goal at the end of the day unless you have a very supportive community don't get me wrong i, I put out a tweet I, I always get a lot of support from my crowd they're very very good but you can find trolls online very easily they can find you even easier and yep. um you know y y like being on social media that's always going to be a factor um until we ever get to a point of technology where people are you know, how do you say, vetted to be online, you know what I mean? They have literally, like, whatever, their identity linked to an account, so if they say anything dodgy, but then, you know, th that's a different world. You're, you're talking about, like, social media not blending with, like, police and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's, the only, it's the only real way to stop the anonymity and people going around talking shit and bullying online and, and doing this and doing that. That's the only real way to stop it, realistically, but you're not going to see that for a long time. I can't lie as well. Like, I feel like... Um... And no disrespect or anything, but I feel like parenting has gone to the worst levels of ever. It, yeah. The amount of shit parenting out there nowadays. It's so crazy. true. So, so, like, so true. Like you have your 14, 13 year old child up in a room telling someone to go do themselves, do this, do that. And right. And then you've got fucking 
you've got I'm sorry, but half of these OnlyFans that these boys are linking up now, yeah, half these girls ain't of age. And I know for you, you, you can, it's so obvious, like, but you've got these creepy old bastards and all these fucking dirty, you know, and it, it, it's all just starting to fold on top of each other, you know what I mean? And now this, the, the girls getting naked is actually becoming a bigger job than fucking streaming. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's society is gone to a level where it's actually social, like it's socially acceptable now to 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 expect a woman just to take her clothes off, you know, because she does it online. Like it's 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 actually fucking nuts, yeah. you know. And 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 I, I I do my best. I try and defend as many women as I can when it comes down to especially getting girls that game and don't do that shit. But then you've got all these every every young lad now expects when he sees a girl streamer that she's getting her tits out. You know, and it's it's it shouldn't be the way it is. I'm sorry for saying tits, but you no, know what I, I mean. Say, sorry, no, right? I I know where you're coming from. Like society, it's like, society, yeah, society. It's, it's setting more of a, a false standard because of the fact that online is yeah. such a big deal now. We're seeing more of these people, and only OnlyFans obviously is absolutely huge. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's kind of a it's more of a false representation of what we would have perceived even prior to OnlyFans and prior to social media yeah. being big as like it's. It's not, it's like, it's, 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 it's just like, I'm sitting here, right? And I have to put myself in this position, Chris, right? Because I am a father, right? Now, I don't have a daughter. Thank the Lord. Jesus Christ. Because she wouldn't <laughs> be allowed outside. I'm taking it. <laughs> there'd be, there'd be bolts on the door. Because she's fucking 21. No going out. No phone. Is that not like Cinderella job? <laughs> Lock I the don't castle. give a rat, man. It'd be, this house would be like Alcatraz. Never mind fucking Cinderella. And that's a fact, right? That's oh just a fact. God. Okay. Straight up, right? So, anyway, I have two lads, right? Which I'm dreading the teen years. Like, I'm fucking dreading it because I know exactly what the crack is. But I'm being deadly honest here, right? So, I have the two boys. Now, I swear to God, if two, any of my boys, right, if I hear them in their room on their gaming consoles, whatever, and I hear them fucking ripping into someone, yeah? Like, proper, like, bullying. I don't mean, like, fuck you. you yeah, you know, whatever. yeah, like, you know, properly. You like... won't get too adept, but, like, you yeah. know, like, cod talk, like, cod that yeah, kind of yeah. Well, mm -hmm. anyway, that's grand. All good. Allow them that. But if I hear them up there degrading women or fucking talking about certain things, yeah, I tell you one thing, boy. He's coming out in the back garden. I'm all, who come up and down in the back garden? I swear to God, I'll have none of that shit. I swear. That's not listening. I I was reared totally different to these boys who are rare today. Straight up, our granddad, right? My granddad, God rest him. He, I swear, if even we raised our voice to Nanny, oh, bitch, fuck, you are, you're dead. You know what I mean? You're running. Do you know, you're trying to make it out the front gate before he gets to you because you're fucked. You know what I mean? And that's how yeah. it was back in the day. Back in the day, you were brought up to show respect in every aspect. Now you're just allowed no, to muck. I, so I'm sorry. Yeah. What the fuck happened to the parenting system? Yeah. Like, is it, you know, no, I just, I can't. I agree. I, I agree exactly what you're saying. There was definitely a lot more respect forged back in the day. And, and, um, e e even when I grew up, and don't get me wrong, like, I, I was a little shit every now and then, but there's always that factor there. But I feel like no nowadays, um, because of, of lack of parenting and stuff, it, it's, it's a, it's a factor why you're seeing, uh, all this negativity online because, you see some of these kids and I always say it, I'm like, man, who like, like who like bred these yeah, beings, exactly. like these gremlins? What's, like how, how do you grow up and- kids, These same kids come in, right? And they're like, oh, you're a bad parent because you're on the stream. You're not looking after your kids. I'm like, who are you talking to you little runchy? You're sitting <laughs> in your room going around abusing people online. 
while your mother's downstairs puffing on the last bit of her gear bag. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You know no, what I mean? no, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, um, I, I feel like that's a part of like kids growing up in social media though. As in like, like kids are handed a phone nearly the, the moment they're born. So they're getting into this and it's a norm to them. And because of, of the abundance of young people online now, um and obviously like you're saying that mixture with the whole kind of lack of parenting like i don't i don't know any kids nowadays um who their parents are like i'll, I'll 100% be a parent to do it to tell their kids how to act online because it's different from the real world like you can't you, 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 like there's so much impressions online for people to be super negative and to say exactly uh yeah. st- stuff that, that that's going to piss people off and you know what i mean you got to Same. you got to teach them how to actually act online and how to be around people because like, like, going back to the original topic, it affects people's mental health when people are getting yeah. ganged up on and bullied online. But the thing is, as well, like I said, and, and kids out there as well, like, there's some kids out there that are suffering with mental health issues because I'm not being bad, but you've literally got, like, you've got kids that are 15, 16, and their ma's, like, 35, 40, yeah? And she's down in the kitchen shaking her arse doing a TikTok video. <laughs> and, and she puts that shit out, and his mates then see that, and they wonder why he gets bullied. But you, like, you, you, you know what I mean, though? Like, it's literally, like, like it's, yeah. it's, I'm sorry, but, like, I go through TikTok, right? And I don't know how half the shit comes up. But on my thing, it's like, uh, ding dong, 40 Irish, single, 16 kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> no, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Like, even, even, like... I mean, I, I, as a kid, I can't even imagine being in that situation, man, where you're growing up and your old lady's making TikToks if online. Lad, if my um, old woman shaking her arse on TikTok, lad, she'd be, she, she'd be, I'd deport the bitch. Yeah. Straight up, not couldn't, couldn't be having a, couldn't be having a. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like, I, I suppose, well, I, I don't know if it goes down to, to bad parenting or, or whatever, but I mean, at the end of the day, Whatever you do online is obviously going to affect how your kids grow up. And, and, and bear in mind, you know, obviously, you know, you, you have kids and, you know, someday I, I plan on having them as well. You know, definitely there's going to be a point where, where I have a kid and they look back what I'm doing and they're like, what the fuck, what the fuck is all this? But um, it, it's gone so far with the likes of OnlyFans and with other things going on that, you know, um, yeah, like going back to what you said. About I, even it's not just jobs. OnlyFans. Did you know there's like, I didn't know about this, but apparently there's like five or six different sites now. It's not just OnlyFans. It's like, there's other bits and bobs that you can put your bits on. Oh, I, 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 I wouldn't have a clue, man. I only know OnlyFans. Yeah, no, cause... no. Well, it's, it's, it's like if you don't turn off your ads for Instagram, yeah. If instead of OnlyFans popping up now, there's this new thing again. Like, and 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 you click on the cunt, and the next thing, boom, there's just it's so, there. So you're just, clicking on you know, it's just there. I can't remember the name, <laughs> of it, but it's fuck. It's just there. And you're like, how do I get off? And you try to back out, and it comes up. You know. Do you want to buy this? No, you're like, no, no, no. And the wife's walking into the door. You're like, Jesus Christ, will you fucking exit off the fucking thing? <laughs> you hear the slippers coming down the hallway. And you're trying to exit off the hook. Mission Impossible job. Um, oh, Lord almighty. But no, I, I get what you're saying. It's just like, everything's gone a bit wild. And like, I feel like um, anybody of, n- not to say obviously that anybody watching watching the stream or listening to the podcast right now, like uh, your opinion isn't validated, but you know, Jen, you grew up in a, in a different time and I, I grew up in, you know, a slightly younger generation, obviously. Um, where w- w- I grew up in a time where you literally wouldn't get to second base for six months. That was, that, that was my time. <laughs> like you, you literally, like there was no such thing as clicking the thing or back then you actually used to have to pay for porn. So you could never do that as a young lad. Never happened, like, you know what I mean? 
we didn't have the privilege of all this but nowadays it's literally on social media i don't you don't even have to go to power science anymore you just click instagram anders yeah, it's there no it's twitter it's there it's, it's just it's so, no it's so true man even even tiktok as an example man like if you're in the if you're in the gaming category um you're gonna see all these young ladies with a playstation controller in their hand shaking their arse when you're going through and you're like man like it's just it, it transfer it transfers into everything and um it's yeah it's, it's just a matter here in general but we'll, we'll go slightly back on topic about the whole mental health side of it um as i said yeah there's definitely some positives as i said if you use social media as a tool or you know to contact people obviously and, and like as i said like for me um i have contact with still guys that on facebook that i knew from school and it's great to chat to them every now and then and it can be used for good things but um definitely the, the negative side is is going to be the most highlighted and, and the most talked about um yeah and yeah i, I just it, it, it is yeah like so obviously like didn't mean to get too far off topic but a lot of that actually <laughs> a lot of that infuses back into why people have mental health no problems no because it, it does it does of course it's it's like obviously if 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 as I said, we were going through the parts with it. So if, if a kid's putting out videos on TikTok, doesn't have to, you know, and, they, and they're trying to make something for themselves and they don't do well and they have haters on it, boom, bang, puts them in state of depression, boom, mental health. Same then with these girls. These girls are putting their bits out on the fucking thing. And, and then yeah. all it takes is one person to comment saying, you know, something terrible. We won't go into too much depth to it. But yeah. It, and, 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 and then, then bang, that girl's fucking like, I'm ugly and blah, blah, blah. And, and women take it a lot more harder than men. Men men suffer a lot. There's a lot more men that suffer than women with, 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 with men, mental health. It's a fact. But men just keep it intact. Like, they, they, they store that shit. Women's yeah, totally different. I mean, women, for women, it's totally different. If, you, if a woman thinks she's ugly or she's fat or she's, you know, all these things, it, it, it's a totally different ballgame. You know what I mean? It's, it's really, like, that, that, that's the worst thing for a girl. That's yeah. the worst thing for her to be, to be, for her looks to be dismantled. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it's, Regardless it's, of anything else. Yeah, no, it is a big deal. Um, if there's one thing to come away from this conversation to anybody in chat and take it from, from somebody who I definitely consider myself to be in a very, very good mental state. I don't think anybody can, can really fully get on my nerves or fully get to me, whether it's online or even in person. Um, my one bit of advice would be don't use social media as a tool for validation. Use it to express yourself. Use it to, to post positivity. Now, don't get me wrong. Like Jenny said, if you're feeling down, uh, you can use social media. I would recommend though going to your friends if you are really feeling down about things or going to somebody if you are feeling in a bad mental state. But use social media in, in a way to express yourself and you don't need to be validated through likes. You don't need to be val validated through people commenting. Um, just be you at the end of the day. And people will like you for being you. The real people who care about you will like you for being you and support you for being you. They're not going to like you because you're putting out something that's trendy, putting out a topic that's going to get likes. They're going to like you for being you at the end of the day. And uh, those are the people you want to surround yourself with, whether it's on social media or even in person, you know, with your real life friends. Those are the people who you want to stick with you because they're going to be the positive people that you bounce off and they're going to help you live a more positive life and especially with mental health as well. Um, what advice, Jenny, would you give to anybody in the stream as well? In regards to social media and how you feel like they should do it, because I know you you've been through a lot yourself. Um, so obviously, like it it depends on obviously, as I said, the person itself. I'm very thick skinned, like I'm very very thick skinned. Um, but at the same time, I I I've I've I'm I'm currently on fucking uh, tablets for this shit, like antidepressant and all that. I have I, but I don't boast about it and I don't talk about it. Yeah, because I've learned to deal with it. like you know what I mean. At the end of the day, just be like me. Fuck everyone else in their opinion. Just be yourself. Stay true to yourself. Do what you love doing. That's all you need to do. Focus on the people around you that actually get along with you. Don't go looking for appreciation of people that 
wouldn't give it to you in the time of day. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I... so, you know what I mean? Just, just don't, don't, don't let shit get too much to you too fast. Or if you feel like it's you're being overloaded by shit, take time away. Just put the fucking phone down. You know what I mean? Go spend time with your proper friends, whatever it is. But long, long, long term, talking is definitely a good thing, though. Never, never bottle shit up. Bottling yeah. it will, will fuck you over. It really will. Uh, I did it for a long, long time. And it came out in many different bad forms. You know, aggression yeah. and anger, mm. drinking too much, you know, d- dumb shit. Um, so definitely always speak. If you don't have anyone to speak to, there's always help out there. You just got to look. That's yeah, all it is. Yeah, okay. exactly. So yeah, main main thing to take away from this guys is don't rely on, on social media for validation. That, that impacts a lot of mental health for, for people. Um be true to yourself, post your opinion online, express yourself, but only look for, for you know, if you are looking for validation at all, it should be off the close people in your life. It should be people you maybe know in person or people online who you actually care about, like Jenny said, that have the time of day for you. Um, but look, I think that was a great podcast. I really, really like um that last segment. And once again, shout out to Tom DS for a really, really good topic. You, you could really talk oh. about that all day. Um, so major props to Tom. A uh, very good question. Of course, anybody listening in at home, uh, you guys can have a say in what we talk about every week over on Twitter. Uh, at how are you podcast is the tag, guys. Go over there on Monday. You will have a post up, and all you got to do is comment your question that you want to see being answered. And of course, the most like comment will be the one that uh, we go into. Jenny, ending topics for this podcast. Ending topics. Um, yeah, ending conversations, should I say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, ending conversations for today. Um, so obviously, you know, shout out to Putin and the boys. You know, stay, <laughs> stay humble. You know, Get them in don't. for a pint. Yeah, just don't, don't go crazy. Um, obviously, regarding mental health, don't be afraid to talk to someone or ask anybody. In regards to football, interesting stuff coming up. Hopefully, uh, De Bruyne hurts himself for the rest of the season. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, that's bad, that's bad. Uh, but no, all in all, it's been a great podcast. I want to thank absolutely everybody. Make sure that if you haven't, get over and follow the fucking Twitter boys at the How You Podcast on Twitter. Obviously, the bigger we grow, the more we can do with this um, for the future. And yeah, thanks for everyone tuning in and listening on all the platforms. And uh, appreciate you. We appreciate it guys thank you very much for listening we'll see you guys in the next episode peace